tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to Tin Foil Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here. I'm here to rock. There we go, dude. Joining me as always, my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, XG, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And on the ones and twos, you love him because I love him. He's one of the best in the business. My good friend, Johnny Woodard. How are you, John? Knee. Hey, buddy. Hey, give him your uh, social media again because you, you love <laughs> pumping that. We're going to pump I love that. it. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, at Johnny Woodard, J O H N N Y W O O D A R D on Twitter. And then just add an A in between those two words on it for Instagram, Johnny. All Woodard. right. You talk too much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we appreciate this. A lot of amazing things going on. We're really working hard and doing some live shows. You know, I just had the twins, so I have to stay Ghost and Ninja. I have to stay in town. So we're doing some local stuff. So, uh, no, real quick before I get into that, Brody Stevens, you know, passed a year ago. We're doing another very special show for him. Uh, it is the second annual Brody Stevens Festival for Life. That will be March 10th, 1030 in the main room. Uh, we have Bobby Lee. Uh, we have a whole lineup. Adam Ray. We're going to be getting some big names. Anthony Jeselnik's interested. Uh, Matt Bronger. It's going to be a who's who of uh, who love Brody. So go grab those ticket sets on March 10th. Then March 19th, it is Tinfoil Hat live from the ice wall at the ice house. That's right. It's an ice wall show. We're going to be doing that live. That's a March 19th. That's a 10 o'clock show. And then we'll be at the rec room on the april 11th 11th. that will be a great show as well and then i'm in ventura that one's a different one that you're going to get a comedy show and then you're going to get a podcast yes anomaly says he wants to do it he's just checking out his dates to see if he could join us because that's what we're going to start doing some live shows then we're going to also doing some uh crazy oh i forgot to say on april 16th i will be at the ventura comedy club with my good friend annie Linderman headlining that so those so what are the dates we got uh April 19th. 11th, then we got May 1st. Oh, yeah. So let May's, May's far out, but let's go. Uh, we got March 19th at the uh, at the Ice House. We got March 16th at the Ventura Comedy Club. We have uh, April 11th at the Rec Room. And then May 1st, we're at the Spokane Comedy Club in Spokane. And then uh, May 2nd, and that's a 4.30 show. That's at, we're at the Tacoma, Tacoma. Club. And then May 9th, back in Chi-Town. We're going to be doing the den, and it's the whole crew there. Eddie Bravo's at all those uh, those uh, TFH events, along with Johnny and my, I mean, along with XG and myself. Johnny's going to pop on one. We're going to get that comedy going. Guys, if you want to support the show, Patreon is rocking. I'm starting to do mini episodes now on certain topics, okay? I'm going to start banging those out more. I want to start doing something on the daily there. 
big, you know, go through what's the hot thing. Bam, go to Tim, go to patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat. We're almost at a thousand subscribers, so I'm so thankful. T shirts are great. Tinfoil hat t shirts.com. Go and support the show. Uh, also, check out my special, man. People, it's a good special. I'm getting ready to do another one. You got to see that one to know about this one. So go to samtriplee.com. Uh, and you can watch those both for free. It's like an hour and forty, uh, hour and twenty minutes. Check it out, all for free. Support the show. Support me. Support you. Support us. Support you know. I'll do if you watch it. Watch it on Firefox. Don't watch it on uh, Internet Explorer for some reason. It stops halfway through. But watch it on Firefox. Anything else? Uh, broken Simulation. Oh yeah, go. The you want to see at. the shows? The the videos get uploaded instantly to BrokenSimulation.com. There's a re, there's a method to our madness. YouTube is getting crazy. You have to, I'm not asking you to get into a car. I'm not asking you to grab a ticket. I get on a plane with some Asian with Corona. Okay. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you just to put in broken simulation into your toolbar and your address bar and go watch it. It's a great way to support the show. Cause we got to get away from the technocrats. Okay. Join me. Help me help you. Help me help you. Okay. And finally, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at 10th Planet Ventura. My good friend, Scott Ross. Uh, we moved out here together. He got into comedy. He got into jujitsu. Him and I went to Eddie Bravo's first, first uh, dojo. And he, I, I tapped Keenan Ivy Wayne's true story. I thought I peaked. Why do I have to go on after this? <laughs> I've mastered this realm. He decided to stay and he did for the next 12 years. And now he's got his own own dojo in Ventura. It's 10th Planet Ventura. Go to 10. What's the website? Uh, 10planetventura.com. .com. Go yeah. to it. Tell Scott Ross Sammy sent you. And I support my friend. He's a wonderful person. Uh, if you listen to my podcast, he's the uh, narcoleptic. That when we got chased by the tow truck, he's in that story. So go uh, hang. <laughs> go check him out. So that is the biznatch. I'm very excited. Uh, about today's subject you guys have constantly been hitting me up uh about why aren't you doing something on coronavirus well because we had to do we had to make sure it's right it's getting out of control who knows what's going on that we got a million questions and that's why i'm excited to uh welcome to the show please welcome uh esteemed guest and we're gonna hear all about his podcast and all that stuff al toucher how are you brother Good. Sam, so happy to be on this podcast. I'm such a fan. This is great. Oh, my God. You and my mother love it, and I appreciate that. I'm a, uh, I, I, it's very weird when people say they love the podcast because, you know, we do this and... Oh, you are you are insane, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm cool with that. Finally, Johnny has an ally. Uh, I appreciate that. Al, Al, tell us a little bit about your uh, podcast. I know you just had Tim Dillon on, and we all love that guy. And so it looks like you're doing some – you have some amazing guests on your podcast as well. Yeah, so my podcast is just the James Altucher Show, and I always try to have on people who are just asking questions. Like, you know – there's this whole world that we see and read about in the newspapers, and then there are layers and layers and layers underneath. Everyone's got their narrative. Everyone's got their message, and I try to help figure out what the real message is below the surface. So I talk to everybody from you know, peak performers in every industry to people who are in, involved in the news, like, for instance, coronavirus, to just rambling. You know, I like to ramble, too. Now, I don't know if you found I've always found if I did a show that went hard right or hard left, I feel like the show would be so much bigger. But I don't believe that is life. 
I believe yeah. life is who know it's not right or left and it's not in the middle. It's like it's issue to issue and people get really mad on the show sometimes if I don't have their guy on or their point of view. And I'm like, that's not life. And the fact that you're angry, it lets me know that you're not getting enough uh, point of view from the other side. And I think it's important because nobody's 100% right. Nobody's 100% wrong, except for Hillary Clinton. Outside of that, every, <laughs> yeah, you know, don't, don't insult her. I don't want to, <laughs> I got to look behind my back. Hey dude, now. what Just is that red careful. scarf back there? Anyways, uh, what, <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, thing. What, what, what have you found during your, your, your journeys? Uh, you have both sides. What's the feedback from your listeners? Yeah, well, the, the problem is it seems like everybody's given a menu and you're forced you, – you get there's only two menus and you're forced to either order everything from one menu or the other. You can't, like, do a la carte from the different menus. <laughs> and, and, and that's the problem. Like, if you're, let's say you're left of center. Like, let's say you're slightly left of center. You're going to be considered alt-right by – the Democrats now, and if you're considered slightly right of center, you're gonna be you're gonna be considered a communist. Oh, yeah, so it's, just, <laughs> it's so it, true. It, you can't you can't you can't be um, you can't you're not allowed to think about things. Like if I raise a reasonable question about any issue, let's say let's say Chinese tariffs. Well, because that's associated with Trump, for instance. All the Democrats will hate me. But if I raise something about, oh, I believe in some aspect of UBI, all the Republicans will hate me. And yet you could be reasonable. It's good to study every issue and come up with your own opinions and not just listen to AOC or some right guy or whatever. I, I like uh, my whole assumption is if I know your name in Washington, I, I'm not going to trust a word comes out of your mouth because there are people in Washington that you never hear of. And my opinion is, and their senator's been there forever. They just aren't playing ball. They're uh, maybe uh, maybe everybody up there has played oh, ball, they but they're not playing yeah. ball as much as you think. The people who like you know them by one name or you know them instantly who they are. I think they're all bought and sold. Oh, they got the well. Let, let, let me tell. I'll tell you a quick story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. 2014, uh, I was considering running for Congress, enough to the point where I started hiring people and I had a plan and so on. So then there was a, a presidential candidate whose team contacted me and said that this candidate wanted to potentially endorse me. But first, I had to hire their pollster uh, for, for some exorbitant amount. I had to hire their you know consultants for some you know huge amount. I had to talk to these judges to get you know to become friends with them. And it just I just felt like the whole thing, even to get elected, you're not allowed to have your own issues. You have to join the scam to, to, to get to even consider running. You have to be you have to be part of a team. You can't just have your own views anymore. I, I am somebody who considers himself the traditional, Maybe, I don't know if there ever was a traditional uh, liberal, but my whole thing is like live and let live, okay? I don't want government in my life. I don't want people, religious people, telling me morality, how I should live, sins and all. I like, dude, as long as you're not hurting people, in particular children, do whatever you want. You're not stealing. Yeah. You're not hurting. You're not doing that. Whatever that person is. That's who I am. I don't know what that label is anymore. I got a million people telling me. I know I'm not a progressive. I know I'm not a social justice warrior. I know I'm not a lefty. I'm not any of that. Whatever that is, 
I, whatever that person is or that group is, I believe they don't run for office. I just don't yeah. believe they run. They do help. They do their work on a local level. Like for me, I do a lot of fundraisers for stuff to help get the awareness out, get them funding. That's what I like to do. I don't ever see myself ever running for office. And, and that's not judgment that you said you were going to run because obviously we're all a little farther down the line that maybe six years ago, I thought, oh yeah, maybe I'll run. But at this moment, I, I don't think I would ever run because I don't think you do any real work on the local level if you run for office. Well, I, I agree with you. And I do think local, like, like I always ask people, when's the last time a decision by the president of the United States, any president, has actually affected your life. Now, given it does affect some people's lives, like if you if you declare war on Iraq and you send people there, it affects those people's lives. But like you personally, you guys in that room, when is the last time a president of the United States has actually affected your life? Well, I think the only time it comes is maybe taxes, right? Where like we pay a little more, we pay a little less, we whatever that is. But you're right. I've said before, man. I've been like, pass on the laws you want. I'm going to keep doing the stuff that I always do. I'll law yeah. whatever you want because, dude, we've never, and nothing's ever been outlawed and stopped ever in the history of time. People are going to keep doing it. Now there's things like murder, rape, all that stuff. You got to outlaw it because we need a penalty for doing that. Everything else is like, pass all the laws you want. We're just going to keep doing what we do. It's almost like I think laws get passed only so that if you get caught, they can penalize the shit, try to cripple you financially, take away your freedom. That seems to be it. Like drug laws, uh, prostitution, I am for legalization of that. I am not saying you should do it or your daughter should do it. I just don't think you should go to jail for it. Of course, like like take opiates as an example, right? There's this whole opioid crisis. And, and a lot of people say if you're caught using, you should go to jail. And that's so crazy because <laughs> these are the people who might need the most help. <laughs> and you're, and then they're going to throw in jail. Now they definitely are going to – I would kill myself with, with opiates if I had to go to jail for using opiates. Like it's – it's you, they, they use punishment not even to, to do good in society but to control an agenda. Like if you think about it, other than like those things you mentioned, like obviously murder, rape, uh, you know – robbery, breaking, entering, whatever, obviously those things need to be punished at, at some societal level. But there's like 10,000 other laws that you can't even figure out. You, you know, I was just in Ohio actually doing some shows and I was looking up obscure laws in Ohio. You're not allowed to fish for whales in Ohio. <laughs> there are no whales in Ohio. <laughs> Why is that get passed? 100% dude. And then there's things like, let's take a look at wheat. Like, and yeah. I, you know, weed's its own thing because it's way more stronger than when, like, we associate the weed with hippie. It's way more stronger. But why, when it's universally agreed upon, it should be legal? Why is it even an issue? Why are we allowing these ancient motherfuckers to tell us that we could smoke weed or not? I mean, I mean, that I'm sure you've done podcasts on this, but I'll, I'll th probably throw a, a new twist into it. Uh, weed helps get you off. Uh, Xanax or clonopin addictions. So there's 18 million prescriptions in the U.S. for clonopin. If you stop, if you get addicted to clonopin, you'll get addicted after just three or four weeks. Uh, if you get addicted, you'll if you stop cold, you'll get seizures. You won't be able to sleep. You'll have 
panic attacks and and weed can cure you but there's so much money 18 million prescriptions how much money is that per month like it's an enormous amount of money you can't just legalize weed all of a sudden and then yeah. uh, all these farmer companies go out of business how dare you i'm i'm addicted to clonopin that's why i know this like i i <laughs> stopped needing it 10 years ago but to get off of it you got it's an incredibly long and painful process it is, it and, is and, and when I take when I take weed, I, I I can stop for a while. Like it helps me get off of it. It's it, I, dude. You're talking to a guy in like I'm in like twelve fucking twelve step programs. I'm literally like I've been to four different twelve step programs. That's forty eight steps, dude. That's a lot <laughs> of addiction right there. You know. So I get it, man. My whole you know people go they get weird with me when I'm like legalized drug. They're like, what? That's I'm like, dude. It's, it hasn't stopped it. Like, do you understand yeah. that was the what they did with alcohol? Could you imagine if they proposed banning alcohol right now? People Ooh. lose their skull. And by the way, we were talking about this yesterday. I'm almost going to start a movement like a change.org to ban women from drinking in California because they passed some stupid law that said if women have two drinks, they can technically say they were too drunk to give consent for sex. And that's just an overreaching, nobody wants to be the guy that doesn't uh, want to protect women. It's the dumbest law, and I just want to fuck with people just to show them how stupid that law is that we've done this overreaching where like a woman like a day later can decide she didn't want to give consent. Like It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. If, it, like, if that woman has sex drunk, Right, and she's like, "Oh, the next day, oh, I, I, I didn't want to give you sex." If that same woman jumped in a car, that's a DUI, right? I mean, like, what are we right. doing here? But nobody well, wants. It, it's almost like it's almost like they're saying, "Let's make it for the law that I can give other people guns so they can shoot at me." Yeah, <laughs> and then it, and then it's no longer my fault. If I gave them the gun, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous, and it and it's also that. There's this thing where, like, they just don't want to lose the female vote. Like, everybody's worried about the female vote, worried about female b purchases on tel You know, it's like, I get, we got to get in this coronavirus. But, I mean, it's like, why on, why on television have, like, or the news has white men been demonized? Yet somehow white women have been able to, like, to be able to, like, act like they're a whole different demographic from white guys and they weren't part of this whole white oppression for years. And it's very simple because the people doing the propaganda and doing all the brainwashing, they know that the female dollar is the most powerful dollar in the country. Mm -hmm. And there's more white females than any other demographic in the country. And women are 70% of the purchase power. So if they're pound on white women the way they pound on white guys, they're never going to buy any of the products ever associated with that nightly newscast or any of the fucking propaganda they do so they had to come up with this way to make white women in their head think they're not part of this white elitist white privilege thing and that was 70 cents on the dollar that's how they came up with yeah. that and they did that so allows women to be like we're oppressed too but what they don't tell you is that 70 cents on the dollar is because of actual career choices women have which is do i want to work or do i want to be a stay-at-home mom do i want to move for this for this for this company to an area where i don't know anybody or do i want to stay home and let my my children go to school it's actually because they have more questions uh, they have excuse me more opportunity 
that it's 70 it's over the life of a of the of their of their working career not like dollar to dollar you know it's like it's actually because they have more because if if you could actually pay women 70 cents on the dollar why would you ever hire a guy Yep. Well, well, well. Also, like I was talking to Chelsea Handler on my podcast. I'm sorry. And she's, <laughs> and she suddenly says to me, "Oh, let's just get rid of." Her. She's talking about politics, and she just get. She says, "Let's just get rid of all old white people." And I said, "Well, does that mean you're going to get rid of Ruth Bader Ginsburg?" You know, I'm just. And she says, "She says, no, oh, okay, just all old white males." And I'm like, "Well, I'm going to be an old white male." Yeah. And she's like, you know, stuttering her way through this. It's just so nonsensical when. You know, you have a line that you know is going to be like. Imagine if you have a Did line you, hey, say that you Chelsea. say in a comedy club. You know, just going to get clapped. Her, yeah, uh, it's stupid. Give it up for the troops, everybody. Yeah, who loves yeah. America? Hey, did you go, hey, Chelsea, does that include your vagina that has no more tread on it anymore? I mean, like, are we not going to let your pussy vote anymore? I would have been like, hey, Chelsea, we don't want to know anything about morality. If we want to know about fucking sucking our boss, our Mary boss's dick for a TV show, we'll call you. Okay? Outside of that, fucking Cut the shit. See, here's the thing that people don't know, and this isn't on you. This is Sam Tripoli speaking, okay? I know a lot of people worked on Chelsea Handler. I don't know why anyone's not talking about that she consistently made jokes about Lonnie Love's family looking like apes. That's a real story. I've heard it from multiple people. So I don't know why we're allowing Chelsea Handler to give us any morality about morals, any lessons on it, okay? Chelsea, you, you found a glitch in the Matrix. Enjoy it. I'm not mad at you. We don't get along for some reason. We both like coke and fucking. We should have been best friends, but you made a decision. I'm cool with that. Stop telling me about white privilege. You had something better than that. It's called pussy privilege, okay? And it trumps everything. So I'm sorry that I went off on that. I was like, why am I on this show right now? But it's just the truth. No, I'm so that, tired of look, her. I... I brought it up. She, she, I was the one. I couldn't believe it when she's saying this stuff on my podcast. It's like such clearly such an agenda, which is, by the way, you're right about running for office. I didn't, I didn't run for Congress because I gave a shit about anything. I ran for office because I had an agenda. Yeah. I wanted to sell more books. <laughs> I, I, and there's I nothing confess. wrong with that. My dad was like, dude, never hate a man for making a dollar. There's nothing wrong with making a dollar. It's just like. I just think this notion that these people up there give a fuck, like the no, I mean, whether it's whether it's Trump, whether it's Michael Bloomberg, whether it's anybody in the DNC, actually, dude, why would they want to change a system that's completely enriched them? Look, Elizabeth Warren was a Republican, a registered Republican voter, a big supporter of Republicans in the beginning of her career, and now what's interesting is. Oh, let's I, and look, I might even agree with this policy, but she says, let's put a wealth tax on people worth more than 50 million. Why would she pick 50 million? You know, yes, it's very wealthy, but 10 million is very wealthy also. Well, guess what? She's worth 12 million. Yeah. So you always have, you always have to question what's someone's agenda under the agenda under the agenda, because 100 percent of them have agendas. There's not a single person it, that you know the name of that doesn't have an agenda. All taxes are theft. We pay to a we pay our taxes to the IRS. It is not a U.S. government department. It is a private entity owned by the Treasury, which is owned by the Federal Reserve, which is owned by the International Banking Company. We do not pay taxes to the U.S. government. There's most likely 
that the queen gets a big chunk of our taxes. Now, this is a Sam Tripoli conversation, not Al. I'm <laughs> saying that, okay? So all taxes are bullshit. Anybody who wants to do taxes, it's bullshit, man. Well, but- uh, let me ask you this. Where do you think, where do you think uh, the IRS keeps their money? And, uh, and I think I know the answer, but I'm just curious if, if you guys have a, it's an idea. It's probably either in like, uh, uh, I think it's like Panama or Jamaica or one of those it could be, but they, they put, from what I understand, they put their money, wherever they put it, it goes through J.P. Morgan first. Like, J.P. Morgan Chase is the bank where the IRS keeps their money. What was the first bank bailed out in the huge bailout? It was basically Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan. Like, they're all protecting their own. They, they there's the, Nobody bailed out someone like me who lost their home <laughs> in 2009. No one bailed me out. I was just allowed to keep using the ATM machine to get $20 out to buy, you know, food or whatever. But no one no one saved my home. And and dude. And dude, if if we've done study, you know, we've done episodes Chase Bank's owned by who? At the deepest farthest It's owned by the Jesuits, brother. It's owned by the Jesuits, you know? And that's my whole thing. You know, we're a conspiracy thing. If I hear another person going off on Jews, I'm going to go fucking <laughs> nuts. Okay? There's more fucking levels to this shit. Okay? And you're falling for the games that get us all to fight with each other. It's not Jews. It's not Catholic. Well, it's Catholics, but it's not it's Christians. It's not Muslims. It's not straight. It's not gays. It's not men. It's not women. It's fucking lizard people at the higher level. And whatever this group is, they're always at the top and they get us to fight with each other all the time. I know a lot of trans people. Trust me. I had a bad drug problem. Went on some weird porn runs. Okay. The point is don't meet your heroes. Okay. But my, po- <laughs> but this is it, dude. They don't, dude, I get, I get sent from my trans friends all these videos of these drag queens in front of kids. And they're like, what the fuck is this? How about this? How about instead of going and having drag queens meeting with the kids, how about we work on a way that trans could work a simple job like waiting tables so they don't have to sell their asses on the street at night and put themselves in bad decisions? It's all psyop shit, okay? And- no, you're, you're totally right. Like, look at New York City during Giuliani in the 90s. If you were a trans person, chances are you were abused throughout the foster care and juvenile detention center your whole life. You were raped repeatedly. You did the operation or a part of the operation. And now you're not allowed outside. You're not even allowed outside during the day. Giuliani was pushing everybody out out to the fringes of New York and then out of New York. And so the only choice they had was to be uh, prostitutes. Yeah. So I used to I used to uh, work for HBO and I had a, a, a web show then called 3 a.m. where I'd basically interview prostitutes at 3 in the morning all night. And so it's, it's you you would get these backgrounds. Nobody nobody stood up and said, boy, I can't wait to, to change my sexuality and then be a prostitute and only allowed outside, at, allowed outside at night. No one wanted that. And, and yet it happened. Yeah. And uh, dude, I mean, like if we look at, uh, you know, Alex Jones forever talked about chemicals in the air, chemicals in the water, making the frogs gay. So let's say that is real. Let's say that these things are causing uh, femininity. How are these people any different than people who eat food and get cancer? It's, it's no different. It just it scares you. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's just like, listen, man. At the end of the day, there's, I think there's very little people that are more powerless than, than the trans community, and they just kind of want to do their own thing. I do not agree with them in 
front of children. I don't, I, I don't think anybody should be in front of kids, to be honest. Like, tell you, oh, I'm a firefighter. Get away from the kids. Let the kids live their life. Stop trying to pressure them to get a job, okay? Let them live their lives, all right? It's just ridiculous. And, and particularly trained. That Desmond, the ma- fabulous. How perfect was that video shot of him at a gay club dancing for dollars? How perfectly is it? The lighting. How perfectly is everything? It's all psyops, dude. The scare. You know, Tim Dillon said it. Dude, forever, the crazy Christians like, the gays are coming for your kids. The gays are coming for your kids. And all, they're like, we just want to get married. They get married. Now there's all these videos of them talking to kids. It's all done to get us all to fight with each other. You know, and I think you're right for two reasons. You go on Twitter and everybody, you know, all everyone's basically a spectator, right? None, none of these people are running the army or anything. Like, so all these people will, will argue about Iran on this side and that side. The only purpose it serves is every time they hit reload to see a new part of the argument, Twitter makes a penny, Facebook makes a penny, Google makes a penny, and we're just arguing all day. And and, and like you said, we're afraid. You know what causes uh, the breakdown of, of hormones is the stress and fear. Like, look at this decade so far. We had... January second, the Australian fires. January third, World War Three. Yeah. You had you had the, the, the Prince Harry quitting his family. That was a disaster. Kobe dying, <laughs> coronavirus. Other day, I literally shit my pants. I mean, it's just been a fucking <laughs> awful fucking 2020. What right? the like, fuck are you talking? You shit your pants? It's like yeah. really? It's yeah. Like, Where? It, it, Oh. By the way, the coronavirus is the common cold. So okay, okay. okay. See, here we are. Okay, Wait, perfect. I got before we get into Corona because I love what you're already saying, dude. You got my conspiracy go. nipples hard. What is your take on what Trump rep- represents? On what? On what Trump represents? Yeah, or coronavirus. I, no, no, not coronavirus. Just to this country, I think he's a crime boss. And his his crime organization just knocked out another crime organization. So, in my opinion, it's crime bosses versus satanic pedophiles. They kicked out the fucking the dark arts, fucking Saturn worshippers, kicked them out, and we got this new crime organization in. And and I mean, there are people get we have city perp walks. We have, dude. Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Nexium, the fucking uh, the Brofmans and the fucking mega groups. We've seen these people being taken down. You just haven't gotten the one you want, and that's Hillary. But everyone around her has been being taken down. Like, what is your thoughts on that? Because there's things I love about Trump, and right. there's things that drive me crazy. Yeah, and and look, I respect that. There's there's things to love. There's things to to hate, and kind of history will tell us whether he's just rolling the dice or not. But I'll tell you a story. So this uh, hedge fund manager, a guy who manages billions of dollars, comes up to me the other day, uh, a few weeks ago actually, and and tells me this story that he's not he's not seen something like this since since the day before 9/11. So the day before 9/11, there was some entity in the stock market that was that was betting that the market would be a huge amount lower within a week. So clearly, people knew. Some some group knew 9/11 was happening, and they bet huge against the stock market. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is like known fact now. Like, and and all the hedge fund managers in the business, they they know they saw the trades, so they know it was happening. And he, this guy tells me he's seen something very weird only recently for the first time since then, which is every time Trump does a tweet like, "Oh, China talks not working out so well," you know, the stock market will crash, and then suddenly. Sunday evening, 
at like three in the morning, some huge entity will go in and start buying the U.S. stock market. There's ways to do it in the middle of the night. Start buying the U.S. stock market in, in a really weird way. And then, and then Larry Kudlow or some other economics advisor will tweet at like four in the morning Sunday and say something like, um, oh, no, he was wrong. The talks are going great. And then, over, you know, in the midnight markets, the, the markets will shoot up. So whoever bought like this huge chunk an hour earlier mysteriously makes a billion dollars. So I, my theory is Trump was probably worth maybe one or two hundred million dollars before he became president. And now he's probably worth about 10 to 15 billion is my just back of the envelope guess. I couldn't agree with you more. So if we look at the Jeff, listen, dude, I know everybody that's not in conspiracies thinks Trump's part of this pedo thing. If he was part of the pedo thing, why would he even arrest Epstein if he's part of that group? And it comes back down to this real estate deal. Oh, I, and that's why the, my theory. Hold on. Can I do my theory? <laughs> go, go, and then go. we'll hear here. We'll hear the <laughs> fucking Cholo theory. Uh, so, you know, the whole theory was that these power elites, Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein, all knew that Trump was paper rich, cash poor, right? And they would mock him for that. And one day he said, he, he's, Jeffrey Epstein's talking to Trump because he doesn't think he's a threat financially about this, about this real estate deal in Florida. Well, Trump hears about it, runs to the Dutch bank, right? And that he gets a loan he should never have gotten. Got a loan, buys it out from Epstein. Epstein's furious. They threaten to go forward and let everybody know that Trump is not as rich as he says. And that's something that Trump does not like. And that's the original arrest comes then about Epstein and the girls. And that Trump is the guy that whistleblowed basically on it and got them arrested. And now we can go into the rest of that. So... This whole thing is about enriching your own. It's another crime group. Whoever is behind Trump, whether it's it's Q, and I, and I believe the information in Q is real. I don't know what it represents. Meaning, is it actual like inside scoop, or are they just is it just spoiler alerts? That's some real stuff. And like the reason maybe Hillary or Obama or any of those guys haven't get arrested is because crime organizations don't get other crime organizations arrested because then they might come back to them. So they do it behind and they, they start whacking each other and they start getting people kicked out. That's what I think Trump is. Well, and I take well, Trump well, over a million Obamas and a million Hillary's. Right. Well, okay. So, so can I tell two, what one opinion and one story? With I'm Trump cool. Epstein. So first off, Alan Dershowitz was like, wasn't he like a regular visitor at the, at the Island Epstein's Island? Suddenly, this 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 you know renowned constitutional expert liberal democrat all of a sudden he's testifying oh it's not constitutional to impeach trump now i don't actually give a shit one way or the other about that i just feel it's interesting he just pops up out of nowhere to do this when he was clearly linked they they conveniently never mentioned in a single article around the impeachment that he's conveniently linked to the I whole agree F more. fc thing. i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree and more. then here, here's a story. I actually just did a, a podcast on this, but I haven't released it yet. So I'll tell I'll tell the story before it's on my own podcast. But I knew this guy who, um, in about 2010, 2011, he uh, had lunch with Epstein. So Epstein used to have these lunches with a bunch of stand-up comedians. And this friend of mine, who's, who's stand-up guy, also he got invited to one of these lunches. Who was and it he with? Go, uh, with Jeffrey Epstein. Really? Yeah. So I said, well, what? And he, he it was all these 
famous stand-up comedians at the lunch. He, I couldn't believe all the names he was telling me. And he said Jeffrey Epstein's just sitting back there, not really saying anything. Everyone left. My friend uh, is still hanging out with Epstein. And he says to Epstein, hey, what do you think of Trump? And Epstein says, well, Trump and I used to be really good friends, but we had a falling out. And my friend said, well, why did you guys have a falling out? And Jeffrey Epstein says, well, it was a morals issue, which – uh, by itself is a funny line that Jeffrey Epstein had a morals issue, and then and then my friend my friend said, well, what could Trump possibly have done? I mean, he, my friend obviously knew Epstein had already been in jail for being a pedophile, and uh, uh, he, he Epstein says, well, Trump Donald Trump calls me one day and he says, listen, Jeffrey, uh, do you like having sex with your friend's wives? And Jeffrey and Jeffrey Epstein was like horrified and said no. So this apparently is where <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Wait a, I don't. If there's grass in the field, there's no ball in so, play for Jeffrey Epstein. Underage is okay, but not someone's <laughs> wife. Yeah. Right. So 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 Donald Trump says to Epstein, and and I don't know why Epstein would lie to my friend or just make up this story. It's a weird. It's kind of too weird of a story. Yeah. So, but 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 take it for what it's worth. So Epstein says to my friend um, that that Donald Trump said to him. I can only get hard if I'm fucking my friend's wife and or one of my friend's wives. And, 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 and then Trump says, Trump says, and if he says, most of them say yes, but, but when they say no, what I do is I invite my friend to my office. I'll have the wife secretly on mute on the speakerphone and I'll get the guy to start talking about prostitutes, mistresses, everything. And then he says, usually then the wives will agree, which is odd also that that makes some a woman wet to hear about all of her husband's yeah. mistresses or whatever, but uh, but yeah. So then Epstein apparently stopped being friends with Trump. But also, to There's your point, been... okay, no, no. go on. Sorry, sorry. Well, well, he, Epstein was probably wealthier than Trump until this past year, and so that you know that things had to happen. Dude, um, hey, I, I'm I'm open minded to it um, all, dude. My I, theory I, is that uh, Epstein uh, wanted to funk Ivanka, and Trump was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I ain't having that. I think that's possible too. I think it's all Dude. possible. I've heard like that these people are these people are scumbags. Yeah, they're looking. For, they they have so much money that they need new and exciting ways to get off that that wouldn't appeal to the average man. So yeah, anything. Well, there's is also something that if you're fucking within your level, everybody understands the rules too. Do you understand? Like totally. Yeah. yeah. You well, know, it was like back in the days. You used to fuck only royals. Yeah, Royals fuck, fuck Royals, fuck Elites fuck, fuck Royals, elites because so, yeah. they understand the game. Like, when was the last time you saw an Elite come out and charge somebody with rape or sexual assault or any of that stuff? It never happens. It's always when it's like somebody, like a kid actor or an actress who isn't part of the Elites that come out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just this understanding that Elites keep everything quiet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And by the way, these stories, we hear about them because he's the president now. But the, these stories probably happen with all of those uh, people at that level, not just the president. And to your earlier point also, this has nothing to do with, you know, maybe it's good he renegotiated this deal or did this deal or passed this law. Who knows? Who I don't even care. Not, you know, again, if it affects you personally, you should care. You should do things about it. If it's evil in some way, you should care about it. But they're all they're, they've all done evil things in office. And... It's just, know, it's the old saying you can't uh, you have a better chance of getting a camel through the eye of a needle than you do a rich man in heaven, and you know <laughs> we were talking last night and you know a bunch of us comics were talking last night and 
It was like, it's almost impossible to get a good guy into office. And I go, because they go through, through too much scrutiny. And I asked this one guy, I go, well, then how, how about Trump? And he goes, you know, because Trump just didn't give a shit. He was just like, yeah, I did it all. What are you going to do now? And it actually empowered people. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. So let's get into our discussion. Uh, this is, uh, dude, I could talk to you all day, every day, brother. You know, you're always <laughs> Yeah, this one. is great. Um, coronavirus. I, I just, you know, I have these spider senses and when they tingle, I tend to trust them. I don't know what it is, but whenever something starts tingling, I go, something is up. Something is not what it seems. And this coronavirus seems to be something about that. And I just, I, you know, it's when you tell me 2000 people died in China in a country of almost 2 billion people. I go, why are we having a freak out right now? It is so, right. it's kind of crazy. So Al, it's crazy. Everyone said, hit you up, ask you about it. What, what are your thoughts on the whole coronavirus stuff? Right. So, so first off, it's too easy to say, Oh, you know, these guys, they made a weaponized bat to spread it to, you know, the population or whatever. But I think you always look at who's going to benefit, who benefits from the fear, because this this virus is not going to it's not going to the media is saying, oh, it's going to kill 100 million people. There is zero percent chance of that, even if you do like basic math. So what is the agenda of everybody right now? What is the agenda of, you know, Trump or the CDC or the Democrats or the Republicans? And you, you could see who benefits on every side right now. Everybody's in this worldwide panic, like you say, over three, 4,000 deaths. We don't know the fatality rate. The media says 2%. It's probably much, much smaller because we don't really know how many millions have been infected but don't have any symptoms. So we don't really know the fatality rate. But we do know that everybody from the top level down is saying this is, this is going to be a worldwide disaster, 140 million deaths, blah, 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 when that's so clearly untrue. So who benefits? Well, you just look at the agendas. Right now... Trump can go to the Federal Reserve and say, listen, we need to just carpet bomb the economy with another trillion dollars or there's going to be a global recession, depression, whatever. Of course, he wants the Federal Reserve to print free money up because that's how he's going to win the election. That guarantees the election for him. People don't people vote with their pockets. So he's going to win. And, and by the way, again, this is not I'm not saying I support or don't support or this or that. This is just the agenda. He's going to win if the Federal Reserve prints a trillion dollars up and he'll force it because he'll say we're about to have a global depression because of this because China just shut down all their factories. Why would China shut down all these factories over 2000 deaths, they shut down the, enti it's the entire country's quarantine. The second thing is you think because of this coronavirus, China just lost the trade war that was supposedly happening. Like it turns out every country in the world was doing all their manufacturing in China and there was no plan B. Guess what? In September, 2019, Trump was visiting with the prime minister of India to work out this huge trade deal about pharmaceutical drugs, antibiotics, everything. Guess who makes all of your antibiotics right now? China. Penicilla, only made in China. So why in September 2019, he visits India to, st to start talking to India about, hey, you guys should start making lower-priced drugs. Oh, what? It's a big surprise. Three months later, the most deadly pandemic in history, according to the CDC, is unleashed. Uh, again, that's their agenda. Now, if this virus... 
lasts a few more months, suddenly you start going into other agendas. Like then we really will have this global recession because of the panic. But I don't think I think the panic is there right now to 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 force the Federal Reserve to start printing money and to force China to cave in. And the reality is, I bet you it's over. We won't. It won't even be in the news two months from now. Like we won't even think about it. Also, what drugs are they testing to cure this disease? They're ch- testing the old the old HIV cocktails that aren't even used for anything anymore. Well, companies spent billions of dollars making those drugs. Now, now you need a use for them. So, isn't it a surprise? Oh, suddenly these drugs that nobody's thought about for ten years are being the only ones tested to cure. The coronavirus. It's a common so. cold. There's no cure for the common cold. So those are a few things. And again, it's like the agenda within the agenda. It's not like, oh, this drone is spraying around coronavirus on, you know, some population. It's kind of like all about money and and manipulating the election and, and so on. I think I want to tell you something, Matt. So one day I was really sick. Right. And I went to the doctor. My 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 girlfriend uh, said, go, you know, at the time, go, 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 go. Go get your blood work done just because you're sick. So I go get, actually, she said, go to the doctor. The doctor said, we're going to do blood work, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll do some blood work. I go, test me for everything. They're like, you want to be tested for HIV? I'm like, test me for (laughs) HIV, right? I go, yeah, test me for HIV. A weird thing happened, man. The doctor walks in and goes, are you gay? And I go, (laughs) no. He goes, okay. And he walked out. Oh, my God. I wonder if I would have said, yeah, I'm gay. You would have came out positive? I, would I have come out positive? Yeah, you shouldn't have to ask you that. If Yeah, it's even, a, I mean, whatever the lies. I don't even, are they even allowed to ask you that? <laughs> I but guess how, they are. But but how crazy is that, right? How crazy is, so so you get told, I, this is just me spitballing, and I'm going to bring it back to what you're talking about. So you're So you go, yeah, I'm gay. Guy comes up. Oh, you got HIV, dude. Now I got to start taking these HIV drugs, right? What if those HIV drugs are the reason people look a little gaunt? They start getting all this stuff, right? So, like, now everybody's making money off something. And now they're like, oh, you now you test undetectable, right? You're, you're testing undetectable. And now because you've been taking this cocktail. What if this is the coronavirus? Is that well? Oh, you tested for a coronavirus. Oh, what? You tested for coronavirus. Now you got to be quarantined. Now we got to quarantine everybody. Because these quarantines are very interesting because we would talk about this on the show all the time. There's so many riots going on in the world. France, Hong Kong, Latin America, Middle East. Like, And we all know there's not a... It's all... The power elites are all one group of people. they like, they may look Middle Eastern or they might look at, uh, Jewish or they might look Christian or they might look, but they're all the same people. They're all playing ball and the power structure at the top is one group who all works. You know, it's like uh, Ron Placone says, oligarchies help oligarchies, right? You know, they all kind of work together. All of a sudden now the Hong Kong protest is gone. Wow, coronavirus is in Europe. What's going on there? France, right? Now, oh, stay home, coronavirus. It's it's like, it's kind of oh, interesting. The, the, the deputy health minister of Iran is is about to die from coronavirus. How that? Ha- how did he even get it? How did that happen? Yeah, right. It's so interesting. And, and, and how is like you look at like Wuhan, Shanghai, and Chengdu? All these cities right near each other. They're all shut down. Like Elon Musk, who who you know is just announced he was supporting Andrew Yang. 
all his factories shut down. You know, Apple, where uh, they're, you know, they're one side of things. All their factories shut down. They announced they're going to miss their earnings estimates because all their factories are closed. I think it's, I think it's so many factories are closed. So many people are going to go out of business unless someone comes in and saves the day at, at the last minute, which is what I do suspect will happen. Uh, you know, again, for better or for worse, that's just, you can't fight the agenda that's playing out. And I, I just think, it, and guess what? Related to your story, there was a paper that came out, I think in December or January, written by a bunch of uh, India researchers that said there was HIV inserted into the coronavirus. And that scared a lot of people that, you know, oh my gosh, this is weaponized coronavirus. And then it was debunked. They did more research. They figured out that was not true. But again, this came out, there was, this was a very quick paper that came out right after the coronavirus was announced. And Trump had just visited with Modi, the prime minister of India, about doing a big pharma deal. I don't know. Again, what's great about looking at conspiracies is it teaches people to just ask, why is this happening, instead of having their brain programmed by the New York Times, which which nobody should be programmed by. You know, I know I used to be in, in journalism. Nobody should listen to anybody who's in journalism. So, so, so you know let's who else is, wait up. You know who else is fucked? The Carnival Cruises, they've, they're, they're, that industry is going to go down the tank. They've been holding these. Well, that's just a, more of this, yeah. these, these things. This is, listen, man, it's like he said. Trump says things are going to go with China. Stock markets drop. Someone comes in, buys everything up. It's the story of the Rothschilds, right? How did he, how did he control the pound? He told everybody that England lost to France and they all sold their government bonds because they thought it was going to shit. And he bought them all on pennies on the dollar or pennies on the pound. And he was lying. And it, boom, it shot up and he controlled the, the, the dollar. Same thing with these. Buy all of it, dude. Now, so here, here's, here's the interesting thing. Like you say the Rothschilds and everyone's going to be triggered automatically. Oh, he's saying something about Jews. No, what you just said now is known historical fact about the Napoleonic Wars. Like that's how that family initially cr created the entire European banking system. So that's like historical fact. Yeah, and it's not uh, but Jews. Still people They're probably Kazarians, and if not, what were we talking about? Part of the 13 family? The Orai? or. or, or Pestar? No, no, no. The uh, Orasi or whatever name family. I can't, I'm, I'm not even going to try it. But, dude, it's like they just like, you know, like they say they say Bushes are really Rothschilds. They just change their name so you don't know that. And then the Rothschilds are really this this one of the 13 families that run everything. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, the story of, like, Jesus. I've said it here mm -hmm. a thousand times. They blame Jews. Jews didn't kill Jesus. The bankers and the Romans killed Jesus, but they blame the Jews and everyone gets mad. It's not the Jews. And the Romans became what? The Roman Catholic Church. They just fucking started a, <laughs> a fucking franchise. They're like, why put armies everywhere? We'll just put franchises everywhere and have them control everybody through blackmail and shit like that. You know? Right. Like you, th you think about it. What? When was the first time they even noticed Jesus in the Bible? Is when he kicked uh, the when he kicked out the money lenders. You know yes. when he kind of trashed them. He basically beat the shit out of them and then they killed him. Yeah. So yeah, they Jew, Jesus was a Jew. You know, it's just it just is what it is. Because I, I had to pounce home because people are starting to get crazy out there and they're not understanding. There's fucking levels to this shit that they're not looking at and they're falling for psyops okay and let's go back to the coronavirus dude how many times have we seen pictures that don't make sense like hey dude these four buses 
who all have a picture of the horse on the front. Four horse, four horsemen coming back, okay? And you see pictures of people in hazmat suits, except for the driver of the bus has no hazmat suit on. Like, what What are we talking about here? You see Chinese guards just pushing coronavirus like, with their bare hands. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, and, uh, you know, look at that initial doctor who was the whistleblower on coronavirus. He died. It's one of the, yeah, he died. He he was put on, he had the best treatment, by the way. He was put on an artificial lung. So, so coronavirus, uh, you know, it acts like pneumonia. It fills up your lungs until you can't breathe, and it fills it up so fast, you die. If you're on an artificial lung, how do you, how does that get filled up so fast? Like, it's really hard to die then, and he still died. So, again, I'm not, you know, you don't really, we don't really know the answers. It's important to just ask what's happening and try to connect dots. It's important to not take anything at face value. I can't say I know what the Chinese government or what Trump's thinking, but you just have to say there's a real clear agenda here that suddenly fits the dots. And you can't say it's happening. We don't know. But you have to say two months from now, if coronavirus is no longer in the news and it just happens to be right after the fact that the Federal Reserve prints up another trillion dollar bailout, just like in 2009 and 2008, you have to ask what what happened just then? Did I miss something? Yeah, and you know, here's another thing. It's like Trump's Trump. I don't care who it is, Trump, Obama. Oh, they're raising the military budget. Budget, dude. They're just spending funny money. It's not even real money, dude. It's like if it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. And like, dude, if China collapses, good luck on getting your fucking debt money back. I mean, like, it's all such an interesting chess game that's going on. Well, that's that's a good point too because. You know the the leader of of China. Uh, he's not. He's because of the Hong Kong stuff and and other things. He's not as popular anymore among the people. It's very hard to kick out a leader of China. He's a you know a dictator. So so how can you do it? Well, let's just spread this disease that he fir at first denies because he's scared to death the people are going to kick him out. Now he has to take action. So he quarantines everything to create a global recession potentially. Oh, and then, you know, somebody, whether it's either Trump or Sanders, and they're probably both vying around this, somebody will come in on the white horse and save and save the day. It's probably going to be Trump. But, you know, if it lasts too long, it's not going to be Trump. So somehow this has got the, the, the narrative has to change within the next two months or else it's too late. I, I couldn't agree more. And then can we talk about the scumbag Bill Gates? Like, like, dude, there's certain people on the, like now that I just had kids, I couldn't do it. But if I didn't have kids, man, and I saw some people, I'd be like, mm, how much time in jail am I willing to do to, to fucking just take this dude out? And I don't know how Bill Gates, I can't do it now. I have kids. I would never do that. But like, I just don't know how Bill Gates is allowed to walk freely around the around us i mean not only was he associated with epstein but now we got you know i talked about earlier like he's like babe ruth he's like calling his pandemic shots right he's like 60 million upper deck and you're just like why are we okay with that the man owns the patent on the coronavirus like why are we okay with this why are we allowing this guy to talk to us when we know he's been associated with some dark shit and he's like almost going on a pandemic tour like bragging about this pandemic like why are we okay with this dude well and think about think about the ultimate prepping and by the way again i always i always have i feel like i'm always saying again like i don't really know but 
talk about the ultimate prepper in this situation. When Bill Gates sells shares of Microsoft, what investments does he make? You would think he would make all these tech investments. He's such a, you know, he's a big tech guy. Well, he buys all the utility companies in the Northwest. Why would this, why would someone need to buy all the utility companies in the Northwest? That's unusual. Oh, well, yeah. just in case everything goes down, at least I have my fingers on the entire electrical grid of a six state radius. So my home, so I'm safe. Yeah. So, and again, I'm not, not accusing, but if you, you have to ask why to everything. You have to ask what is the reason why people are doing these things. Everyone says, oh, conspiracies, that's crazy. You can't, you can't, uh, the newspapers are filled with real crazy conspiracies every day as opposed to really asking why and asking questions that we don't know the answers to where the real answers are. Uh, Johnny, you said that uh, uh, some firm in San Diego said they came up with a vaccine or what they say they came up with in three hours? Yeah, that's that's right, a vaccine. It, it was as soon as they started working on it, it was this L.A.-based lab. Their office, their sub-branch in San Diego cracked the vaccine in three hours. Yeah, As soon as they started, they got the sample. They had the vaccine like, in three hours. Like, what are we doing? And now they're rushing it into production uh, for summer. Uh, it's right summer. here. I found the article, yeah. Oh, but you know what happens is guess who makes money on that? That's the reason why they say you patent a virus. Is so if anybody cures it, you get you get okay. points basically. But, you get some cash. Okay, but what's this vaccine? Isn't it the common cold? I thought you couldn't cure the common cold. Yeah, it's and, and by the way, it's unclear that there's immunity to this. I don't know if you can make a vaccine yet because no one's officially said whether there's. I, I saw some story the other day where um, someone who had it got infect reinfected. So I'm Jesus. I'm not sure. I don't know. When I see all these stories and like pictures like that, what you're showing there, it almost seems like you're on a stage set looking at all these people in these. Why are they wearing blue masks right now? Who are they infecting? They're oh, well, actually, they're there's... making the vaccine right there. Why, why are they worrying about infecting each <laughs> other? There's this video where you can actually see it's like stage. Like, why is he there with the camera? Yeah, right. Yeah. Who like, took that picture, that really sexy picture of a bunch of slaves wearing masks in some factory? Yeah. And you can <laughs> like, literally in this video, you could see this guy's recording and you can hear. I don't know if you could hear, but it's like you can watch them pulling in. And right when they're out of the camera, they slow down. Yeah, dude, there's a bunch of those pictures. Yeah. And there's this one guy on the Internet. I forget what his <laughs> name is, but he's like, oh, that's off Russian vids, by the way. I love Russian vids. Yeah. That guy's crazy. I, if you think I'm crazy, Al, I think Russian Vids guy's <laughs> yeah, crazy. But I love his videos, dude. He's—I don't think he's crazy. I just—I just love how hard he goes in the paint on that shit. I can watch that guy's videos. I will forever. say though, remember, and not to, to excuse all these videos, but remember, this is China. I mean, the government is well, okay. They manipulate images. Now look at this like one. No other. This one's yeah, but, straight but China. The propaganda one. Too. Oh, of course we do. But they're—they're they're not. I don't know. The propaganda one where they have they're them. They're dancing. Well. They're yeah. dancing, moving around. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is obviously. This yeah, is propaganda. obviously propaganda. Like, who would let this go out, even if this was real? They're dancing. <laughs> and they have the coronavirus. No free Well, that guy, that guy in the hazmat suit, though, looked pretty hip. I yeah. think that's a TikTok <laughs> cheat just waiting to happen. <laughs> and these are all people meant to be infected, right? It's yeah, like, they're supposed to be sick. It's so weird. Oh, man. Dude. 
I got, you got to develop like coronavirus fashion after this all settles down. Like <laughs> this, these guys are genius. Just hazmat suits for the fuck children, right? How great would that be? Paris dude? fashion show just taking That's over. By. So Paris, look at the latest in hazmat suits. <laughs> Bidal Sassoon. Uh, he does hair, but uh, yeah. I fuck that joke. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just interesting, man. And it's like, and you know what they were almost leading up to it too? Because you remember when it was coming to 2020 and they were like, Oh, in 1720, there was an epidemic. In 1820, there was an epidemic. In 1920, there's an epidemic. Now it's 2020. What's going to happen with that? Johnny? Well, I, 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 would, I would love to know. Do you see this as distinct from the recent scares like Ebola, SARS, bird flu? Swine. The swine, swine no, it, no, it actually, it's very similar to SARS and MERS, M-E-R-S, which was in the Middle East, was the, the Middle Eastern version of SARS. And... and it's also similar, not the disease, but the, the numbers were similar to H1N1, the, the you know, swine flu yeah. in 2010, <laughs> which is that it's no big, it ended up being no big deal, but everyone thought, oh my gosh, this has a fatality rate of 10%, the whole world's going to die. And then, you know, everybody calmed down about the massive bailouts, uh, you know, after, you know, the Iraq war, everyone started calming down, you know, with SARS and MERS and all these things. Uh, it's just a... Guess what? We had these impeachment hearings, and then suddenly there's the, uh, two days later there's coronavirus. I haven't even seen the word impeachment in any news article in the past four weeks. Other than the only other news, ar the only other article in the news right now is Prince Harry quitting his family. That and coronavirus are the only two things in the news. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that family's just evil. But it's just it's it's uh it's so. It's now, did just, you see this Harvard professor predicting that it's going to infect seventy percent of the world population? In coronavirus. Well, Bill Gates called it an, an apocalypse. He says uh, thirty-three I'll fight million. I dude. Yeah. I'm gonna fight. Bill Gates. I All will right. fight you let, for let, charity. Let, uh, so here's here's an example. After 9/11, Warren Buffett, you know, richest guy in the world next to Bill Gates at that time, Warren Buffett goes on CNBC, and what does he say? He says there's a 100% chance that there will be a nuclear attack on U.S. soil by, he, he named some date, I forget the date. And why did he do that? What, what purpose that, does that have? Well, guess what? He runs an insurance company. So he started insuring things like the Olympics or the Super Bowl or, or huge matches and saying, look, there might be a problem. It's going to cost you a couple million dollars. You better protect your stadiums. Uh, and they would pay it because they'd get so scared. It's Warren Buffett. It's my grandfather talking. It's, it's, it's the guy who's always so kind and nice on TV. Oh, he just yeah. told me I need to give him $2 million or I might to protect against a nuclear attack. There hasn't been anything close to, to a nuclear attack, yeah. and the, the guys pocketed probably another billion from just that one sentence he said right after 9-11. Where have we seen that before? After 9-11, right? The guy who is head of Homeland Security, I believe, he's the guy who owns the company that put all the uh, body scanners into airports, and he made it so you had to buy three of them. Have you ever noticed that? That they have like three or four body when you have to walk through the airport? There's like, and there's always like two empty because they have to legally buy that number. They can't just buy, oh, we're a small airport. No, you got to buy four of them. And he owned part of that company. Now let's fast forward to the uh, nine, uh, the Vegas shooting, right? So the Vegas shooting happens. All of a sudden, uh, this, this one post comes out uh, that was on 4chan. And it was basically saying, hey, guys. On September 11th, which I think was 2017 was the shootings, right? Or was it 2018 when they, I think it was 2018 was the Vegas shootings, right? Yep. So, uh, oh. 17. 
Oh, it was 17? Holy yep, 17. Shit, almost three years. So um, so he, this thing said, uh, just warning if you're in Vegas. Uh, uh, and this came out September 10th. So it goes, uh, tomorrow there should be a high-impact event going down. Uh, you know, it's going to involve uh, a lot of people and a very big security thing. It's going to be done to let people know that, you know, no matter where you are, you're not secure enough. And uh, Strom, who's the guy, who's the really rich guy that's Trump's buddy uh, in Vegas uh, that owns a bunch Sheldon of- Sheldon Adelson? Sheldon Adelson's going to buy uh, stock in this company that puts body scanners in, right? So this, the, this- This 4chan says that it's going to happen on September 11th. Well, so you kind of go into it, and uh, basically, when you look, it was like, it was, uh, if you look at like 991101, it said, but if you really broke it down, it kind of looked like uh, uh, the Route 91. Uh, concert on October 1st, which was when it ended up happening. Like, so it didn't get the date right, but it did in a weird way, right? So the whole thing was that Sheldon Anderson was going to buy all these uh, security things to put in his casinos. And then eventually after that, a bunch of casinos was like, hey, man, we might have to put body scanners in. Everyone's like, no, that's what they said you wanted to do. If you do that, that confirms this wasn't inside, which the, the whole uh, Vegas shooting was obviously an inside job. But, you know, that's what they do. They create the problem so they would have the solution, right? So they can make money on the whole thing. That's the whole thing when we were going back to drugs, Al. It's like, you know, the opiate problem. Is 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 awful because we know how uh, how is heroin getting into the country? Who's getting in? Probably the CIA, and who's like selling it? Probably the CIA, and then who is fucking making it illegal? The politicians, all right, and then who owns all of the uh, the privatized prisons? CIA and the politicians, like they make a dollar each you way. You skipped a big step. Who protects them out there in uh, Afghanistan? Oh yeah, the military, uh, the military, which is the well, CIA. well. But let me ask you this: Who actually eliminated them all once we figured out how to make pharmaceutical heroin? What you know, basically, we destroyed that country, uh, everybody in it. Once we, once we were able to do it in our laboratories, and I'm not, I, and again, you can't say you know, oh, 9/11 was done in order to uh, take out the heroin trade so that we could make it in in the pharmaceutical companies. But it's just interesting to ask, like, why is everything happening at the same time? I I was I saw the first plane go. I lived right next door to the World Trade Center, so I saw the first plane go into the building. Like, it did happen. I saw it. Everything happened. But it's just scary when you think of what happened afterwards, which is we 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 took out all these countries in these wars that just devastated you know millions of people and and it's just a shame what happened afterwards as you always have to ask the agendas yeah and it's just like if it's big if it's everywhere i question whether it's real do you know what i'm saying like if every news is covering this thing like i remember at the part and this is sam speaking not l this is sam's take okay after the parkland shooting right dude you had guys in suits in studio Two seconds after the shooting, talking about what's going on, what this represents, gun laws and all the shit. Dude, I've done enough television, you know, makeup takes at least an hour, you know? 
picking out your suit takes another couple minutes. It's so quick to have these people calling for gun laws so quickly in after these events happen. Then everybody happens to be on 9-11. FEMA was there the night before. They were there the night before. There's an interview where the guy says, we've been here since September 10th. You're like, why are you there? How do you know? That's just all I'm saying, dude. It's interesting shit. Yeah, no, there's there's always interesting things, and it could be just plain stupidity because I can't claim to know any of the answers. It's just interesting to connect the dots. Like I talked to the um, air traffic controller who was the air traffic controller in New York that really? saw the planes. Yeah, and and he, he was on my podcast. Great great guy. And um, he first thing he did was he called the military. That was you know there was a outpost with fighter jets, I guess, right off of New York City. Those guys didn't see anything, and they just they basically hung up on them. Like they didn't do anything. Now again, it could be just total stupidity, which I, I tend to believe the most simplest answer, which is probably just some situations are just the result of stupidity. But it was really stressful. What this guy had to decide was what was going on, and then they were go there were there was a, an actual passenger plane that wasn't part of the wasn't taken over that was in the way of one of the planes and he had to kind of steer that plane away at the last minute like it was really the guy no, I, got really I think that out. guy had nothing to do with it i think more and more evidence comes out that there was some stuff going on that day and this is sam speaking i i, I without a doubt i think there's very high up people that just allowed that to happen and allowed some amazing human beings to die. And uh, I don't, no one's been arrested. People actually associate with that, whose job it is to stop that, got promoted. How do you get promoted? You know, I, I just don't get, again, this is Sam. I'm talking. This is Sam speaking, not our guest or anyone else on the show. I 100% believe that 9-11 was just a modern-day version of Operation Northwood. You read that and then watch what happened on here. I mean, we got, we, got, we got Middle Eastern people who weren't allowed to fly like two-engine planes like by themselves because they couldn't get it up and they couldn't land it. And now they're doing what is considered the greatest aviation feat ever with a plane. I mean, like flying that low is impossible for a, 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 a passenger plane to go. That's it's like there's so much more to it. There's so I mean, we've had the guys from Arch uh, uh, architects for uh, architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth. They're like, dude, impossible. It would take this, and they break it down. They break it down. So that to me, and it's just like. People don't realize, man, you know, we def not, this is not I'm talking about like when people talk about like Hillary or George Bush or any of these people like we defend them because we personalize them. Right. They, they look like uh, we, we, we think, oh, Hillary couldn't do that. She's like my grandma. She's like my mother. They, they, my mother would never do that. So Hillary wouldn't do that. George Bush wouldn't lie. <laughs> George Bush was a great guy. We don't want to have a bear with him, right? And we personalize these people. When, you know, I mean, I'm more and more into the seven realms, seven above, seven below, you know, the 15 realms. And it's like these people know they're going to a dark place and they made a deal with the devil and they don't give a fuck. And, well, and, again, and again, people do don't ask questions. Like you look at the, the famous photo when they killed bin Laden, everyone's looking at the screen. So they're posed for posing for a photo. 
why was Osama bin Laden the biggest fugitive in history? Why was he staying on the third floor, a floor with only one exit? Why was he staying on the third floor of a building in a town with no other three-story buildings? And it was the only house with electricity. Like, and you could see that from space. So, yeah, he clearly, clearly, he was a prisoner from day one. So, and I don't, and and again, why don't why don't people ask the questions? Like, and there's all sorts of documentaries. This is what happened. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with asking the question and, and just wondering out loud. Because again, nothing affects you and me personally, but but just just being a skeptic is 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 valuable. And, and listen, dude. Listen. If I lost family, I would want the real people to get busted, not the guy they're thrown out. I mean, throwing up uh, for trial or blaming it on. I mean, like. The, the whole making of a murderer is all all about them framing this guy. And people are outraged about it. Yet when it comes to politicians, it's unbelievable to me that we all universally agree politicians are corrupt. But when we in the conspiracy community tell you they're corrupt, people get so angry. Oh. Yeah. Like I, I would almost—it's almost like a, a a game show you can do. Name any politician, and the person who lists the most corrupt things wins wins the prize for that round. <laughs> right, Let's, right. We got to start a game show. Like if you name anybody, and if I'm familiar with them, I could probably list what what they've done wrong. I couldn't agree more, dude. And it's just like, and this coronavirus—if you guys don't think they would wipe out a whole bunch of us, just a just a seize back control or 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 profit make a lot of money more money than they'll ever spend in a thousand lifetimes you don't think that they'll do it to, in a millisecond dude in a or, millisecond. or or also like maybe maybe it, it it's possible to that maybe these things happen but they then twist the narrative like again like you said 2,000 people, 3,000 people in a country of a billion people they had to really shut down every single factory like who is really controlling the narrative and for what purpose? Even if it's all legit that this this virus exists, it's a mutation of SARS, whatever, even if that's part legit, the narrative seems heavily manipulated for an agenda. You know, everybody wants money, everybody has their own agenda, and whoever's in charge of the narrative wins that game. James, like, James, James, do you suspect that that part is not legit? Though? L, L, L. That's James. No, no, it's a, no. Altucher is my last name. James. Oh, my apologies. James first name. No problem. I'm an asshole. <laughs> that, Johnny, that, point fine. you. I, edit that out. out. Edit that out. Johnny. You said it a lot. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but sorry, you, so you suspect that it's not uh, legit, though? Those points you mentioned, the the deadly, the, how deadly it is, and and it, that it's a mutation of SARS. It's definitely uh, some mutation of SARS, and. The fatality rate is not 2%. The fatality rate, when, when everything is said and done, is going to be much, much lower than 1%. At least 1%. It's going to be an, a tiny blip in the population. By the way, it, it only seems to really affect <laughs> Asians and uh, male Asians. So so it doesn't really – you, you got to have a – I haven't. There's no cases in the U.S. There's no deaths in the U.S. Right, but it seems to be everywhere else, and it's primarily affecting male Asians. The average fatality is a 51-year-old male Asian right now. That's the average fatality if you look at all the statistics. Uh, James, I'm sorry I called you L. I don't know. I'm I've been in a. I, 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 I'm really upset with Johnny. 
they let it happen. <laughs> and so today might I be, sent you a text. Se- today might be uh, Johnny's last day on the show. Oh, I did <laughs> send you a text about thirty minutes ago. Okay, interns are only supposed to last like yeah, two, yeah. three months. Uh, yeah, you, you, yeah. Uh, it's funny that when the intern builds the whole goddamn studio, <laughs> you kind of have to let him stick around. James, I'm sorry. I, Yo, I, 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 dude, you're a great guy. I'm sorry I fucked that up. I'm just I, I might not say anybody's names anymore. Just on say the show. dude. No, just say dude. Hey, guy. Hey, welcome, dude, to the show. <laughs> I, I have that problem. Idea. Sometimes, sometimes I'll have like uh, uh, someone That's on my so podcast. Funny. I'll 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 forget completely who's on my podcast. <laughs> what why they're on the podcast? Why I'm supposed to know them? And I might have prepared for like 24 straight hours, and I won't. Sometimes it just uh, you know. I, it I, just it's a running theme, and it's starting to get to me. Okay, it's starting. I'm starting to crack. Like I, I like I don't know why my brain. What's the is last? Wait up. What's the last name? El Toucher. All right. See, he does remember that. Right. Because I, have, there we I go. have a good mnemonic, which yeah. is El Toucher. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like, especially when I really like like the people on the show, like Egan that we had it on, the guy Max Egan, I was like, fucked his I like, I'm like, oh, man, I love this guest, and I'm just fucking names up. You got to like, like write it down, right? Just write it on a thing in front of you. I do. I do. But it's like we got here, and we were running late, and I fucked up. I love it. Uh, no, but the narrative is, is back to the show. Uh, the narrative. I can start holding cue cards if you want. Yeah, I would like that, Johnny. <laughs> okay. Do something. Yeah, I'll do that. I got to do that too. Uh, no. uh, but it is a, it is a, dude. If you type in coronavirus hashtag coronavirus on Instagram, you literally type that in. Instantly, it'll tell you. It'll send you to like the CDC and telling you what to do exactly, where to go. It won't let you look at the post. Like it will, but it tells you to go to the CDC website to get full-on information on what you should be doing if you're concerned about the coronavirus. James, so. do you think that the uh, the internet has gotten away from them? You know, he's telling us right here about how they're basically trying to control the information that you get. You see it on YouTube videos where oh, they're gonna put a little explanation below it. Like anyone reads that, by the way. Like, anyone's going to watch a video and be like, oh, let me see what the YouTube has to tell me what the real story is, dude. It's, it's, well, it's think, think about this. Why did why did the, the head of the CDC say yesterday there's going to be a global pandemic and everybody in the United States will be exposed to this virus, which is really unclear and, and a kind of an odd thing for the top health official in the country to, to say. And, and why does she say, again, the agenda, whether it's good or bad, her funding was cut uh, by the government uh, like a couple of years ago. She wants more money. That's all it goes down to money. Trump's got his agenda. She's got her agenda. Everyone's playing around with it. It's t- we, we have no clue that this is going to affect everybody in the United States. It's, got, it's so far affected essentially nobody in the United States. For sure. And it's so funny because they're just like, I, was it you that sent me? Yeah. Like, oh, something happened in Orange County. And they just say it. And I'm like, I'm just supposed to, I, I, I know you're lying to me. And I'm just supposed to accept that. Oh, it's in, a, you know, now voting's coming, right? Voting's coming. Oh, what a great way. I mean, like, let's say the power elites, the neoliberals, know they're about to get their asses handed to them in election. Hey, Oh, do coronavirus stay home? Don't. Oh, now you're not voting. It's like kind of really interesting in that aspect. You know, I want to ask you. So, I don't know where you stand, James, on uh, viruses. I mean, on um, vaccines. But I want to say something very interesting. So we know our healthcare system is broken. I don't have any any answers to what right. it is. What is the right way? What is the wrong way? I know I don't want the government in, but I know it's also not uh, a free market. 
It's completely collusion, all that stuff. I found something very interesting. You know, I just had my babies, and I was at the at this one doctor's office. And, you know, I mean, dude, if you take a Kleenex somewhere, they're going to charge you 10 bucks for that Kleenex. <laughs> Every moment of the healthcare industry is comes with a price tag, an absorbent price tag that you can't go anywhere else to get the 99 cent version of that, right? Everything else is like, hey, dude, we're all playing at this level. It's almost like the cast of Friends, right? They all agreed they wouldn't bargain against each other. They would all go in and, nope, we all want this price. Nobody's getting paid less than the other. We're not going to turn on each other. It's almost like that's the healthcare industry. They're like Jennifer Aniston. They're just all <laughs> going to play hardball. So I, 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 as I'm leaving, I saw the sign and it goes, "If you can't afford vaccines, don't worry, we'll give it to you for free." I'm like, "Why is this industry that would suck the marrow out of your bones for a profit?" suddenly so quick to be like yeah we'll give you this for free don't worry about it this is a this is a it's like lollipops at the fucking bank you're like oh thanks <laughs> fucking interest monsters for these free lollipops which by the way i love the orange ones <laughs> but you know it's like you're giving me these vaccines for free why is that what are your thoughts on that you know that's a tricky one because i do think at a basic level take the polio vaccine uh that and take take for smallpox, sure. take measles, take any one vaccine. It for does sure. seem like those worked. But now, what we don't know is when you take seventy vaccines and one mega vaccine simultaneously. Well, we don't really know all the interactions, and some people do get sick. I don't think there's no relationship between vaccines and autism. I I, I, I had to look into this. I had RFK Jr. on the podcast, and he's heavily, you know, he is heavily, of course, against vaccines. But you also look at his life. He saw essentially the FBI shoot his dad and his uncle like you know he's he's got reasons to be suspicious also and so so I do think there's some basic level where ger you know germ theory works and you expose somebody to a, a dead version of an illness and they'll build immunity which is why we're concerned about immunity right with coronavirus. I, I, I could understand that but the James, and, you, and you're a very intelligent man, and you're one of my favorite guests that I've interviewed. I love this because it's you're an easy interview. Can you explain to me why my one-day-old or my two-hour-old child needs a hepatitis B shot? It's 22. I just read them. It's 22 by the age of 12. Yeah, by but, the age but, but of one hold year on, old. hold on, hold on. Why does a, why if my, my baby's mama doesn't have hep B, why does she need a hepatitis B shot? I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, exactly. it's I don't. <laughs> I don't it know how it's contagious. Like, is, how is hepatitis contagious? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And if if it's about shots, let's trick date them. But well, well, let's ask you this: We we all are probably overdue to get our vaccines renewed. I didn't get any vaccines renewed. Now I'm not saying that's a good thing. Like like it could be the the whole idea of the baby getting a vaccine is they want the whole population to have to be. Uh, to be immune which and so that nobody can transmit it to anyone which else. is herd vaccination but let's say instead of bodies brother we're we're we're, we're talking computers right so right. If, uh, your computer has a spy uh, the 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 fucking virus malware you have the you have it, the protection johnny's protected johnny's protected my computer isn't protected if we're hit with this thing you have the protection and you have the protection but why why do i worry that mine isn't protected it doesn't make well, because some kids who are who are born sick or weak or whatever, 
they can't get the vaccines because it's too strong for them. So Right, which that, is the notion that there is this group of people that have – we had a guest come on. I love – you know who I would like, James, for you to try to get on your show because he's insanely intelligent and he's a great interview and he'll break everything down for you is Dr. Shiva. If you got yeah, he, get, he's great. Your podcast is great with him. He's like, great. Uh, but he, he was talking for, about how there's this small group of people that can't – and it's like maybe in the population of 360 million, it's 100,000 people that can't take these vaccines. So we're, 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 all, we're hitting all of our children with these vaccines for this 100,000 people. And how many of those children get affected by these vaccines? That's my whole thing. And the thing about vaccines is, and you've obviously heard the episode, is there is no clinical testing. They don't have to clinically test it. The, and there's no way for you to sue them because of it. So it's like, what's the incentive here? If people actually knew, I, I, because me and the baby's mom, I've had a lot of debates about this. And she's like, I go, tell me the process of a, a, of a, a vaccine coming to market. She's like, well, there's tests. I go, no, there's no testing. It's just not. They don't have to do it. And it, don't tell me that, that, that because they're worried that the pharmaceutical companies, pharmaceutical companies, was basically the Nazis. They don't give a fuck. Well, look, with this this week, uh, Johnny just said three weeks. They, they created the vaccine. Now they're willing to give it to you. That's not a six-month trial. Yeah, that's not. That's not. Well, they're not, no it's not. It won't be available until yeah. summer. They're still. But they're, still but they're, summer. But that's rushing it. They, say, they admit that that's rushing it. To yeah. be fair. Your thoughts on that, James? His name well, is James the, the Johnny. Whole, Shut up. I mean, the, the FDA... I, I have seen the most egregious stuff with that. The FDA itself is a scam. Like they test for drugs. Look at how many recalls are done every single year after, you know, to, to get any drug through the FDA, you have Thank to spend you. about $2 billion. Yeah. So that's why they have to charge so much money. But then how did they, how does the FDA screw up that there's thousands of recalls every year after all those billions of dollars, you still don't know whether something works or not. Meanwhile, like you said, this coronavirus vaccine, Go, is out there like in just a few months. By the way, we still don't even know if coronavirus creates immunity in people. So I don't even know what a vaccine means in this context. And so, yeah, so the whole science of it seems crazy. Although I do think I've, I've seen it with, with polio, measles, smallpox. You see every country where they introduce these vaccines, the simple version of these vaccines, those diseases tend to get wiped out immediately. But what they don't really know is the, all the interactions could hurt little babies so you don't really know you got to be i don't know what the answer is i i do feel that they, the the science is there on polio vaccine wipes out polio but when you combine it with 65 other diseases and vaccines in one or two big shots on on a three-week-old baby it's scary although you know i would be i would hate for smallpox or measles or polio to come back to the united states also I, so i agree with you and that's why this show is the show because we can have discussions like this and our yeah, heads that's don't explode, you know, except when Johnny doesn't correct me when I fuck up the guest name. Besides <laughs> that moment, okay, we, we have... No, I did correct you, and that's when you flipped out. Okay, all right, Johnny, you have your that version. I have good one today. Uh, look, look, but, but here, here's that's a good point, though. Like, I have a business partner. We've been business partners for, for 20 years. We disagree on almost every political issue, and I will tell you, not once have we had an argument because people should work together and get along. It's not like if I convince him of anything, I'm going to change the world. He's a good guy. He, he does he plays his role in society. We might disagree, but so what? Like, I don't give a shit. Like if people could disagree with me. 
Uh, listen, I love it, dude. I'm like, hey, you know, what's so funny is like, I'll tell them what I've learned. They'll be like, no, dude, it's not it. And I'll be like, okay, don't mind believe it. Yeah. I don't care. And then they're like, well, well, well what do you know? I, they're almost more addicted to the adrenaline of the argument than actually right. trying to find out what's going on. I don't care if you believe me. I'm more right than I am wrong, dude. Yeah, occasionally I'm wrong. And guess what I'll do? I'll run to the internet going, guys, I was wrong about that. I don't mind being wrong. I'd rather question something and be wrong about it than just accept it and just move on. No, dude, it's okay to be wrong. There's hey, nothing you know, wrong with that. One time I was on a news show. I, I used to go on a bunch of news shows. And so the producer of one of these shows asked me to hang out one one evening uh, instead of going on. And so I'm hanging out backstage. And he basically, and there's a major news channel, one of the major news channels. And he basically said to me, uh, the only thing we're trying to do right now is fill up the time between ad spots. So that's so people who get their news from the news, it, it's all it's all a scam. Like like the more real the news seems, the more fake it is. So uh, you know, it's I would challenge anyone. Everything you hear today, ask why. Ask ask yourself what could be another agenda here. What is the real narrative? If if a presidential candidate says something, what is the narrative? If 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 somebody if the CDC heads say says U.S. is going to be a full pandemic, what's what what could be her possible agenda? If we take out Osama bin Laden in the most insane situation for a major fugitive to be in, could there be another answer as opposed to what the New York Times or Washington Post is telling us? I couldn't agree with you more, dude. Question everything. Question me, dude. I flunked first grade. I had a fucking crippling coke and sex addiction. Why are you in listening to me? Yeah. Why? Yeah, in second grade. Why are you listening to me? I'm just willing to be wrong, and I want to hear all sides of it. I'm not on anybody's team. Fuck your team, dude. I'm, a, I'm fucking Ronin. I'm all by myself, and I, there is no side that's right because it, it goes issue to issue. And sometimes right. these people are right, and sometimes these people are right. If you're on a team, you've already lost. Right. It's only through discussion we're going to move forward. And it doesn't matter how, you know, some opinions might seem out there. Some opinions might seem nobody's thought of it before. But some combination of all this is going to be true. We, Like you said, we know for a fact all politicians are corrupt. There's very few that get there without being ambition-first, belief second so so what do you do with that they, 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 there's got to be underlying agendas to all of these messages that people put out i couldn't agree more and just like ask like who makes the money and how does this protect their money that's the whole thing that's the whole thing guns dude they want to take away guns dude look what's going on in china you see people getting herded into fucking buildings like dude question everything dude question everything just understand it doesn't come down to sex religion or color that's probably economics and dude, yeah you should if you start fighting with a poor person or a media a middle class person that's on your level you're fighting your brothers and sisters dude if you want billionaires to change a system to help them be billionaires you're fucking crazy dude i bet i bet if we update here by let's say I'm going to be conservative for our benefit, but like mid May, early June, I bet your coronavirus won't even be in the news then. So that that's my bet I'm willing to make. Now, I'm scared it will be because this panic could get out of control, but I have a feeling it's just not going to be in the news. 
there'll be some huge bailout of the economy. Uh, China's going to be effectively shut down as a, a manu major manufacturer, as the only manufacturing player in the world. And, and so, so hence the, the tariff war won't be a discussion anymore. All these things are going to happen. And then coronavirus is going to disappear. That's my bet. Uh, I mean, I'm for tariffs, dude. That's my opinion, dude. I mean, I am. I don't. I think it's ridiculous that they can tariff us and we can't tariff them. And exactly. I, I exactly. Just, but they're not going to even. It's it's over because they're they're crying like little bitches now because <laughs> they just got they just got shut down and Trump's visiting India right now. So what you know what's going? They they're they're scared. They're suddenly scared to death. That that's why they're forcing people back to work as quickly. That's why they're saying, oh, no, it's gone already. They're just scared to death right now, and they want to get the manufacturing back up so people don't go to India or Indonesia or Malaysia or whatever. Well, I mean, I've been to China. I'm, I'm sure you have on your travels. The Chinese people are wonderful people. Again, it's not the Chinese. It's the government that's everything, you know? And I want to ask you real quick as we wrap it up, uh, what do you think coronavirus with the social scores, you know, like they're, they're rounding up all these people, oh, 70,000 people. Like, what if it's like has to do with the social score? Like, all these people with these really bad scores, like, let's just do a purge right now, get rid of all this garbage and get right. rid of this lower class of shit, and then just we'll, 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 we'll keep the best of the best. Well, what I get worried about is China sometimes is an indicator of. 10, 20 years in the future of where we'll be like they have complete corrupt business models. For instance, we could easily move in that direction. And we do in many cases. And, uh, uh, look, we have social scores. We just don't think of it that way. H how many of your friends, do you know, who are shadow banned on Twitter or oh, Facebook? Dude, for my, I dude, Can you have a single digit on your social score? Cause I gotta be there, dude. I gotta be yeah, there about I'm, five. I'm, I'm I'm surprised you're not killed already. Like I had to. Don't say that. Don't say that, guys. If if I get killed, the show's done. You guys can't carry on without me. Okay. I want that officially on the record. The tri the tinfoil hat gravy train doesn't keep going. It doesn't become with Johnny and XG no. or whatever name XG's going by. It's at that this time. simple. It'd be like, who am I? What am I here to do? And then Johnny would take over with the rock. Yeah, Johnny. Okay. So that'd be simple. Johnny Johnny's moving to Peoria, whatever, uh, and hiding. He's going to run a little shoe store or whatever. You, you know, your next time I visit your undisclosed location, I'm going to that bunker so we can hang out dude, there. And please, I want to, I, I, dude, I could talk to you all the time. So anytime you want to come on and just shoot the shit, I am, I'm in, dude. I, I, you that's are, cool, man, because I have to say, this is the only place I could, none of the, none of the things we talked about were outrageous. And this is the only place I could talk about this stuff because, I live, I, you know, everybody's got their menu and I just, we just didn't order off the menu right now. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more, <laughs> dude. It's just like people, they're so crazy. Like they're just, they don't under, like when you see Antifa hating Nazis, but walking around with a NASA shirt on, it's like, do you don't even know if you're coming or going at this point, dude, you're just fucking retarded. And I just, <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm not trying to change anything with the show. Don't think I am. I just hate getting lied to. So I just like to have, and I, again, I don't know what's going on, but I always do this. If, uh, uh, what's the history, the best we know it, because I think history is also a lie too, but the best we know it, and then who gets the money and who gets the power, if that shit lines up, you might be on to something. Not guaranteed, but you could be on to something. Right. That's why it's always, it's always good to ask why, and then if you could connect the dots, 
there's a, there's a story there. There might be a story there. And you, and you know, it's interesting. People always say history's written by the winners. They, they sort when they say that, I feel like there's a sort of arrogance. Like I'm one of the winners, man. No, you're a piece of shit high school teacher. Like <laughs> you're not a winner. Like you know, the winners are a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of the group we think are the winners. And well, you're also you just you're falling by. for the the game. Like that's my opinion on like sometimes bookers in comedy. They think they know comedy because they're laughing. I like no, dude. You're just falling for the Jedi mind tricks, brother. Because the really great ones aren't the ones like, I mean, I'm not gonna say names, but one of my favorite comics out there, he doesn't get the laughs that some of these pop comics get, dude. But everybody knows he's the master. Like he gets laughs, but it's not the 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 Nickelback comedy laughs that are out there where you don't have to think at all. This guy's so fucking brilliant, and he gets laughs. It's he just makes you think. And if you make someone think in comedy, it slows down the comedy because they have to digest what's going on. And some of these bookers think they have an eye for talent and that what they're really doing is just falling for the Jedi mind tricks. And I see Look, it happen all the time. Pop and, comedy and is the comedy club, The comedy club business is a shit business too. Like, uh, you, you know, it's not, it's not your, not every comedy club, but most of them, that's not a career path. Like every comedy business is, go- every comedy club's going out of business except for a few in ma- every major city. There might be one or two, but I own a comedy club. I will tell you that is the worst business known to mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, woke comedy equals broke comedy. Okay, and you see these people fall for it because they're just human beings. And they're falling for it, all the feelings, the political correctness. So they start booking these people. And then someone comes to your club, they buy a ticket, and they see woke comedy, and they go, I'm never coming back to that because I didn't laugh once. It's like why nobody's watching the Oscars. We don't want to hear you fucking lecture us. We just want to be entertained. Save it, okay? Save it. Nobody wants the lectures. Look, I'm in the Upper West Side of New York, okay? So this zip code funded AOC's campaign, for instance. And we, I can't tell you how many times people have tried to investigate us because we've had everybody from Roseanne Barr to Jordan Peterson to uh, even, you know, Jeremy Piven, TJ Miller, all these people. And I've even kind of announced and said, hey, Louis C.K. is welcome here any day of the week, any time he wants to just walk in. And... People hate it, like, but you can't, like you said, you can't cave in or you'll go out of business even quicker if you just have stupid comedy. The people who cry on the internet don't buy tickets to shows. They just don't. They don't buy tickets to comedy. They don't show up. They're they're miserable people. They don't want to leave their 40 cats at home, okay? And they're just not going to buy a ticket to your show. And it's like, listen, man, the notion that people getting offended is uh is this awful thing and that happened for a long time like comedy club was like oh we don't want to offend people people want to get moved they want to feel emotion in their stressful lives and i'm sure fucking anger has the same endorphins as fucking laughter dude it's an emotional rush for them yeah you're probably right. right you know and 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 it's interesting too because uh uh, you know, nobody, let's say someone is, is the next 
Hitler or whatever. That person's not going to go up on stage at a comedy club to express his opinions. Yeah. People seem to forget that. <laughs> like well, a comedy club, it's not like people are going up there and say, you got to listen to me now. This is my philosophy seminar. No, it's a comedy act. Yeah. You know, I've always said this, dude. Not all asshole comics were clean, but more, most asshole. Oh, no, not all comics, not all clean comics are assholes, but most asshole comics were clean. And it's just the truth. And the nicest guys, the nicest guys are the ones who just go nuts on stage. Yeah, and the nicest, like Nick DiPaolo is the nicest guy. You mean Nick DiPaolo? Nicest dude. Well, he was one of the first people I ever opened to, was so nice to me, even though he's bombing. Nicest guy. On stage is ripping everybody assholes. David Dell talks some crazy shit on stage. Nicest guy. Bill Burr. Little Henry. Nice guy, though, right? It's the guys who get the rage on stage. It's the dudes who make business decisions that get fucking get off stage angry at the world because they're not they're 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 chasing checks and they're not yeah. being themselves on stage. Yeah, I agree. I think uh you know, Dave Chappelle says better to be interesting than funny. You know, that's an extreme take on it, but because you got to be funny also. Uh, but again, like you say, if you can't be yourself, if you can't say what you think, if you can't break that tension, you know, part part of comedy without being, you know, too, neuro, you know, intellectual about it or whatever. Part of comedy is creating tension and then breaking it. And you can't do that if, like, you're just doing the clapter thing, like, like you said earlier. Hey, give it up for all the moms in the house, yeah. <laughs> or give it up for the troops, or whatever. Yeah, of course, give it up for them. But that's not funny. You just wasted five seconds. My career, my uh, my career's never been going better, and I've never felt more distant from the LA comedy scene. And I know these young comics are bitching about me that I'm yelling and I'm saying mean shit and I know it, I know it's true. And it's just like, okay, man. Uh, okay, dude. Because, uh, I, I, I'm the guy who defends everybody in comedy because I don't give a, f I mean, what's the point of having a fucking pirate ship? And I just see like these kids can't conform quick enough. They're just so desperate to conform and uh, everything's cookie cutter. Now I know your act as you're walking up the stage and again, you're walking off stage like you're fucking Led Zeppelin and you're just doing Nickelback shit, okay? And it's just like, you don't get it, but it's going to catch up with you. And they're getting pushed to the front because they're so easy to digest and they're not getting their dicks kicked in. And the best thing to happen to you is comedy is to get your dick kicked in early because then you realize, you know, you're just lucky to be doing this gig and you're so thankful everything. And it's the guys that get fast-tracked to the middle, and they become just monsters to deal with that just, they fade away. They just fade. And like these people who make a living in, in outrage, there's a quick rise to the middle, and then you just sit there. And you can't work anywhere because nobody wants to work with a fucking backstabber or a, a Benedict Arnold, you know, who's trying to get their fucking peers fired. If you're trying to get your peers fired, I will never work with you. Ever. Ever. I defend comedy at all costs, even when I don't like it. Okay? There's people doing kitty porn jokes out there. That, to me, I hate that shit. But I'll defend it to the day I die because I have to. Because I can't pick and choose where I apply the law that comics should do whatever they want. You have the right not to laugh. And you have the right to get outraged. Don't call for people's jobs. Yeah, and again, it's not like someone goes to a comedy club, hears a joke about anything. Kitty porn or 
whatever, make up the worst shit possible. It's not like someone is in the audience and says, huh, that guy's onto something. I think I better I think I better get into that now. Let me I think check out some kitty porn. No, dude, it's so dumb. Yet they all love murder fucking entertainment. Like they can't right. stop watching. Dude, I I used to watch uh, murder TV all the time with Dana and I would go, oh man, it's the first 48 coming out. And I'm like, dude, it's really sad that we need like we need like basically 30 people to die so we can get entertainment. Like that to me is like such a like dark, dark thought. But these are the same people talking about the, the implications of comedy. Well, that's a really great point that just because you see something on a screen, um, like in a movie theater, your brain doesn't know that's a screen. Your brain doesn't know what a screen is, okay? It thinks it's happening in front of it, just the same it thinks it's happening in front of it in a comedy club or anywhere else. So, like you said, it's the same effect on the brain and on our personalities and so on. Yet we'll go every day and take our kids to whatever. You could watch the most gore you want as long as it's not like someone making a joke at a comedy club. Dude, nobody ever went to a comedy club and then went on a crime spree. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't see a Gallagher concert then to decide the fuck. Maybe not a crime spree. What? But not a crime <laughs> spree, but there was that one guy that did the open mic and then killed his girlfriend. Yeah, but dude, That's a that, little, was, that was weird, though. Well, first of all, bumped. you <laughs> jumped on my punchline I was dropping, and then you brought up the worst scenario because one guy does it. I just said it, it has happened. And recently. No, 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 no. That wasn't a comic who did. Who went on a murder spree? That was a murderer who did one open mic. Okay, good point. Good point. My bad. Hey, you can say the same thing about alcohol. Can or we kill his mic? <laughs> you jumped on my great joke, you asshole. You're fired too. I'm going to run this Fuck. show by myself. You two go start. Fuck. I'm bringing back Ryan now because you guys are both being assholes. This is, see, this is, okay, let's apply conspiracy theory. Ask why. We all worked out a plan against you, Sam. They're coming onto my podcast oh, now. We're going to produce. The truth we're going to produce. Oh, you just fired them. We're going to have the best conspiracy theory Eat podcast out there. E two brute. I'll send you my email. All right, dude. <laughs> I I I got babies. I got to get back to uh, James. You are the best. I, I I dude. I can do this anytime. I, I'm gonna be hitting you up all the time. And just going, hey, you want to come on? You're like, dude, I, I broke up with you. Move on. Find somebody else. Okay? He's James. Yeah, L. call Patrick. it any time. You, you have a topic. You want the, the, the lowdown? I'll, I'll be happy to come on any time. James, do you ever do live shows in L.A.? Like do you, your podcast and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't done lately, and but I've done – I've done and I've only done comedy once in L.A., but uh, 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 yeah, I've, I thought about doing it – more seriously in LA, but I'm just, I don't I want like to come to New, New York, York dude. And I want to do a live where I, I interview you live on. I'm going to start doing that with guests. I really enjoy. I'm setting it up let's with a it. couple people and I, I just I want start... a comedy club. So <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All I right, got we'll, the stage. We'll talk dude. Uh, James, one more time. Tell me where they can find all your thing. And James, please accept my apology. My brain from heavy use of like, you know, a lot of coke and a lot of fucking, man. A lot. I was like, I was fucking on coke a lot, dog. A lot. It was great. And I was having, anyways. <laughs> so my brain was a little shish kebab. I'm sorry I fucked up your name. Uh, there's going to be a highlight reel of me fucking up the names. It's going to be about three hours long. And I, I feel like shit. That's I will cool. laugh. Uh, please tell me where they can find all your stuff. Uh, the James Altucher Show podcast and whatever else. And most, or if you Google, if you Google I want to die, 
in quotes, I'm on the first page out of 200 million results. Congratulations, dude. Oh, that thank means you. I'm a winner. That's I'm a winner. That means something. Hey, uh, XG, tell them where they can find you since you're off the show, where they can find you on the oh, internet yeah. real uh, quick. At XG marks the spot, uh, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere. Just follow me. Sam doesn't get too awesome. Uh, I'm at Sam Tripoli. Uh, Johnny, where they can follow you. Okay, thank you very much. At Johnny uh, Woodard. Okay, that's <laughs> at samtripoli.com. I appreciate you guys. At Johnny Woodard. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Johnny, you just turned off my mic. Yep. Okay, there has to be a respect of my authority on the show. You guys are the best. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, this will be out, and we got another banger tomorrow. Thank you guys so much.